Jay right in your face. Welcome back to episode four of the Fadeaway. Uh, my name is Fetty. I got my co-host alongside me here, Tom Zadie. The GOAT. How you doing, pal? Good. How are you? Just hanging out. I think uh, we're pretty thrilled to have our audio back. Episode yeah. three was a little bit different than what we were accustomed to, so sorry, guys, but uh, we're back and better than ever. What a week we've had of basketball, eh? Crazy week. Couple Another candidate for uh, game of the year yeah. uh, with the San Antonio and OKC game going to double overtime. Huge game. Fun game. Yo, my beef with that game, did you see the technical call they called or the technical foul they called on uh, PG at the end of the game? It was yeah. like second overtime. Yeah. He got slapped and then he's arguing the call. And then, I hate when refs Fina- double they down. Flex. They flex. I hate when refs make bad calls and double down on them with a technical. Like, what do you do? Especially in second overtime in a tie game. Unbelievable! Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was atrocious. There's, there's the infamous Joey Crawford flex on Tim Duncan <laughs> where he threw him out for laughing. Bro, Joey Crawford's an actor. He's not a ref. I love Joey Crawford though. It's funny. It's funny to watch him, but as a ref, sometimes like you can't let your your pride and your emotions get the best of you. That exactly what happened with yeah Tim Duncan in that scenario. And sometimes it happens around the league, but I think for the most part, superstars in our league get treated exceptionally compared to role players around well, the league not all superstars you see that uh, clip of steph curry the other day he like the, does the james harden step back and gets called for the travel comes yeah. back he's pointing the 13 on his chest to say like yo if that was james you know you wouldn't have called that it's james's move you know and maybe and that was he only did it one time so maybe the ref actually missed it i know we've had a couple instances where refs miss blatant calls such a like such a, like durant you know, stepping out of bounds maybe four times with his size forty two shoes and no call on that on that on that save. But to me, superstars deserve special treatment in the Absolutely NBA. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Get out of it's here, a, man. This game is a game about superstars. Superstars on, lead the team. This is ruining the league. No, no, absolutely not. It's There's literally the no defense played in the league anymore because of these refs. That's not well, that's not because of the refs. That's hundred percent because of the rule changes. That's 100% because no, of the refs. No, no, it's because of the rule They changes. favor the offensive player 10 times out of 10. That's what's, that's what's entertaining about the league. That's what the watching league the is Rockets, going towards. Watching the Rockets is a mix of like, yo, you're witnessing a legendary player, <laughs> but you're also witnessing the most garbage refereeing. I swear to you, my sister used to play rap basketball in high school. They yeah. had better refs than the NBA does right now. Okay. James Harden's scenario is, is obviously, you know, inflated it's exaggerated he gets calls like like no tomorrow calls where people don't even touch him he doesn't get travel calls but the thing is about these guys especially about lebron that these guys earned this reputation where they get the benefit of the doubt that's why you don't get role players getting these calls come on yeah absolutely it's a superstar call calls should be you know not as, as strict and not as tight down the stretch you know you're not gonna call something for a little tap foul at the for a last second game winning shot right Right, right. So but they're going exactly to call the a second technical foul on uh, on Paul George. See, my beef, my beef with this point is, it's not that one guy deserves and one guy doesn't deserve. It's the fact that they're inconsistent among stars. Okay, I have a couple guys here. Steph Curry. Right. Steph Curry is one of the best players in the NBA, bar none. I actually think what he's done to the game of basketball goes extremely underrated. I'm he's with you. Literally changed the style of the game. Uh, and then you look at Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, hometown guy for he's us, so we watch him. He's a raptor. That's a, why he doesn't get the calls on a microscope. But man, he's literally getting rocked on the court, and mm-hmm. no, no calls are being made. Last night, you have PG technical foul mm-hmm. with two minutes. Out. It's mm-hmm. so inconsistent. So the fact that some guys get more calls than others, and you look at well, why? Well, what the hell has James Harden done to get this respect? This guy's walking on the court as if he's LeBron James. <laughs> the, he, you breathe on James Harden, it's a technical foul. Yeah, on yeah, this yeah. Magbiambo. And, and people argue that he's just. <laughs> 
Columbus back then. <laughs> and people just argue that he's he's built that that game where he's so good at drawing fouls. You know, they had the whole rule change about the whole sweep, where you where you where you sweep your arms through on a shot. It's not. It's no longer a shooting foul. They, yeah. they, like, they, it's in a um, out of bounds, um, just a side in bounds play. Um, but I, I agree with you that it's inconsistent among stars. But I think that stars in general definitely deserve to have you know the benefit of the doubt. These guys are like they're upper echelon players. Mm-hmm. So they sh- I think they should be officiated differently than guys who are like role players. You know, if if defenders are if defenders are like role players trying to defend them and you know putting their hands on them or kind of do things that shouldn't be done defensively. Obviously, those those tick and tack calls are going to be called. But on the, on the reverse end, when you build a reputation for being a defender, so, so for example, a guy like Paul George mm-hmm. or a guy like Clay Thompson, when you build that reputation for being a great defender already, you get the benefit that you can kind of give them a little, you know, a little hand check, a little touch here mm-hmm. and there. And I think it's very, I think it's very fair for superstars to get that because they earned that. Um, but as far as the refereeing goes this year, I think it's better. It's been better than last year. No way. Been no way. Better than last year? No, it's, last just been, year was bad. it's just been bad all in all. You can't miss a guy stepping out of bounds three <laughs> feet. It's just unacceptable. Mistakes happen, you know. But honestly, as as much as the refs sort of inflate James Harden's game, right? could you say that James Harden's probably the best scorer that we've ever seen? Because th- when I say we've, I, I just want to clarify to our listeners, we are talking post-2000. <laughs> we, we have not seen Jordan uh, the same way we've seen these guys, so we're not including these guys in there. Okay, right. so Post I don't want to get messages. We'll do yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get people DMing us saying, "Oh, could you not say Jordan?" Oh, Jordan. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we look at Harden, and he, I think he's one of the best offensive players we've seen since his trade in 2012. He's putting up around 28.7, uh, almost like 29 points per game in that six-year span. Yeah. Uh, last year, so this is last year, 2017-18. He had 50, or sorry, he had four 50-point games and six 40-point games. So that's like, what, 10 games of the 82-game season? Mm-hmm. That was uh, like 12%. So 12% of the season. This guy, every like 10th game he goes on the court, right. he's like, I'm dropping at least 50 tonight. Every 10th game. Okay? This year, through 37 games, yeah. this is nuts. He has 10 40-point games. That's like the total he had last season, I'm just saying. 10 40-point <laughs> games man. and two 50-point games. Yeah. That's 12 of his 30 games. That's right. about 30%. That Every three games, this guy stepping on the court and saying, yo, tonight's the night. I'm dropping another 40-piece. No problem. This guy, what he's been doing, this year I think he's putting up almost five. He's 4.83 a game. He's just behind Steph, who's played seven less games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and right under them is PGA 3.4, and then you got Buddy Heald at like 3.2. So there's like a 1.4 <laughs> per game three-pointer uh, variance between them and the second or, or third best guys. But what he's been doing the last six years, undoubtedly, I think he's the best offensive player I've ever seen step on the court. Really? Post-2000? Yeah. <sighs> Lest we forget. Who won the championship in 2008-2009? Do you remember what team won the championship? Yeah. Who what team? Kobe Bryant, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, and the Lakers, <laughs> and the Lakers. It's amazing how much we live in the moment that we say, you know, James Harden dropped fifty last night. He's the greatest scorer of our era. Yep, he is better than Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Okay, let me hit you with some with, the, with some accolades. You gave me stats. I'll give you some accolades okay. since his career is done. So, two-time scoring champion, two thousand five, mm-hmm. two thousand six. James Harden is only a one-time scoring champion, but he may win it again this year. Who knows? He is going to win it this year. He's like five. Yeah, ahead. with the ref's help. Kobe Bryant didn't need the ref's help. to. He doesn't have to shoot 15 free throws a game to score 40, right? No, he just needs to shoot 50 shots. That's it. So does James Harden. 
James Harden, uh, he, James he's Harden actually putting up I, in the 40s. And I, watched that, I, I, I watched had Kobe that on game. fantasy. He shot me out of contention. <laughs> you had him two That's years ago on fantasy, his last season. Putting up 27 last, a game, 27% from the field. Anyways, let me keep let me continue. I didn't, I didn't interrupt you. So he's got a nine-game 40-point streak. He's got... And, and then in that streak, he averaged 50% shooting and 47% shooting from three. Only in front of him is MJ with 10, uh, 10 games in a row with 40 points, and then Wilt with 14 games in a row, and he played against Nobody. three foot four guys that didn't even contest his shot, yeah. right? No. He's got a 50-point streak of four games. He's got a 16-game 30-point streak. I know James Harden's catching up. He's on 14 right now, tied with T-Mac and my guy. So he might actually, he might actually beat that one. Um, but Kobe's also third all-time in scoring. He's got 33,000 points, only mm-hmm. behind MJ and uh, I believe it's... Car- oh, sorry, he's in front of MJ. Right. He's behind Carl um, Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, and he averaged 25 points for his career. That's cute. Um, what does James Harden average for his career? 22? For his career? Okay, we're not going to talk about his career because he was that on sucks. the bench for five years. Kobe Bryant was a rookie. As a starter, he playing. As a starter, he's, he's putting up 29 again. seasons. As a, as a starter, he's putting up 29 again. Kobe Bryant's... Is and Kobe Bryant had Shaq. Kobe Bryant had Shaq, who was putting so up like think, thirty and thirty. They had got five guys guarding him. It was just Kobe Bryant. You think his scoring is less? James Harden has Mike D'Antoni, who's only thinks, <laughs> only thing about shooting. <laughs> only Yo, shooting. You, you All he does is shoot. What did he do on the Knicks? Mike D'Antoni. Yep. He didn't have James Harden. He's what in love do? with James Harden. Yeah, that's fine. He came out of an interview saying, "We always have a chance when we have James Harden." He's the only James Harden is the only player on that team that shoots and has the ball. Kobe Kobe Bryant is. And even the eye test it gives you, footwork, all the moves stolen from MJ, the fadeaway, the ability to create space, the ability to shoot from anywhere on the court, the ability to finish with both hands around the rim and play above the rim. Scoring from every single aspect of the game, Kobe Bryant did it better, did it more, and he's just a better all-around scorer than James Harden ever ever will be. I disagree. And uh, just for your reference, despite being on the bench for five years, playing with Russ and KD... Mm-hmm. He's a career twenty three point six point per game guy. That's Stone. too. That's too less than Kobe. And for the last six years, he's been putting up twenty nine. So still I think twenty five. Still on twenty five. Uh, so Kobe right now is still the is still I the think goat. Best offensive player I've seen. Number one has to be Harden. Number two, Carmelo Anthony. Moving on. Come on. I, uh, <laughs> Over Kobe even. <laughs> Come on, man. Hoodie Mellow. Yo, Hoodie summer Mello. summertime Mellow is the best shooter in NBA history. If he puts he's that the best player on, it's in over. NBA history. It's done. Is his lifetime runs? If he came to lifetime in Canada. Do you know what he would do? Yeah. Yo, so I was watching the um, I was watching the Spurs and, and Thunder game this week, and I was thinking to myself, I'm kind of tired of I'm kind of tired of the Warriors winning, man. They, I think they're if they win this year, they'd win like four in the last five. First time in NBA history, uh, they've been in the final. I know like LeBron's been in the finals, but him losing keeps it kind of entertaining. <laughs> it's just not fun anymore. And then they add uh, that other guy. We're gonna talk about him in a bit. He's coming back soon. Uh, oh but, man, it, like it just doesn't seem fair to me. So. I pose this question, if you look at a team right now that's right behind Golden State, could you imagine a trade that would make them a better team than the Warriors? So like, if, if you think there's a team that's already there, who do they need to put them right above? So I'm going to go with a team that's, that's it, they're not technically behind Golden State, like right behind Golden State because they've been a little bit underachieving this year. They haven't been playing to their potential. So I really think, I really think they need to shake things up a little bit. Yep. And I think this trade will put them kind of over the hump. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's an Eastern Conference team, so for the Raptors, and it's not the Raptors. So I'm, I'm sorry to all the Raptors fans, but I think this trade could really, really do some magic for the Boston Celtics. Oh, I thought he was gonna say Orlando. <laughs> My goodness, 
My goodness. There's, there's no trade in, in the world that can help Orlando right now. No chance. Um, so I kind of took into account various things. Okay. Salary. You know, I wanted to be a fair trade. Yeah. With with money wise, obviously, because you can't have like a lopsided trade when it comes to salary. You got to throw in whatever kickers yeah, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I also took to, took into account that Anthony Davis is leaving the Pelicans next season, hundred percent. There's no doubt about it. So the Pelicans want someone in return, mm-hmm. at, like they want to get something yeah. at least. So I propose, Danny Ainge, if you're hearing this, please listen to my trade idea. Please, listen up, Danny. Please. So, I propose that you package Marcus Morris, who got into a fight with Jalen Brown this week. Get rid of him. He's a great player, though, but get rid of him. And Al Horford for Anthony Davis and Etwan Moore. Salaries just about match. You throw in Etwan Moore as a kicker. You put Anthony Davis on a team with on a team with starting five of Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. You keep you keep you keep your young guys with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You get rid of a role player in Marcus Morris. He's averaging 15 points a game, really killing it this season. Nobody talks about that. Right. So you, you give the Pelicans. The Pelicans are more incentivized to take this trade because you give them a really good role player, a guy who can help out guys like Miritich and Junos Randall on that on that Pelicans team. And they give him Al Horford. You you replace their starting center with another starting center. Yeah. And the Celtics just get Anthony Davis. And you know how, how lethal that would be? And this game is a game of matchups as well. Yeah. So Kyrie might get jealous, though. <sighs> You just you got, it's only for one season at least. We're talking about this season only, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a game of matchups. You got Kyrie versus Stephen Curry. You got Gordon Hayward versus Clay. Not bad. Yeah. You got Jason Tatum versus uh, Wizard Three. Kevin Durant now. Kevin yep. Durant. Yeah. Um, you got Jalen Brown versus Draymond Green, who has been abysmal this season. Yeah. Any money you put against Draymond Green, that's a win for you. And then you got Anthony Davis versus whatever center they find from the streets. Boogie Cousins. When he comes back, hopefully he comes back the same. Yeah. So that matchup, like starting five by starting five wise, is isn't a bad matchup. It's and then not. you add the bench of the Boston Celtics and the coaching and the coaching, right? Yeah. And the bench of the and of the Warriors are depleting. They're old. They're not playing as well as they could and as well as they have in the past. So you give the Boston Celtics guys like Anthony Davis, and then you got you get a, a bench score off each one more. Each one more is a Raptor killer. <laughs> This guy comes into the into the ACC or to the Scotia Bank and puts up thirty points every night. He comes in here, right? Yep. So you got a guy who can get buckets. You have Terry Rozier off the bench. You have Marcus Smart off the bench. Mm-hmm. Aaron Baines off the bench. That's a pretty solid team if you look if you if you ask me. Yeah. Um. Interesting. You say that. I, I didn't go East because I don't think that the East is actually lethal in any way. I, I I hear you on that trade. I think you could definitely make some noise there. But the trade that I'm going for, and it's a little bit of a like not a sleeper, but Tell me it's Houston. you wouldn't really no. It's not Houston. Thank God. Um, it's actually with OKC. Oh, wow. I propose that OKC trade uh, Terrence Ferguson and Jeremy Grant to the Rockets for Eric Gordon. So why I, why I say Eric Gordon is, from a defensive standpoint, there's no doubt OKC is who they are. They're number one in the league in defense. They, they buckle down. PG's 27 a game. Russ is a 20-point triple-double a game. And you got a lot of role players around. In threes. So they're 25th in three-point made in the league. They're 20th in attempts. And they're dead last in three-point percentage. Shout out Russell Westbrook. He's right. shooting 22.3%. He's just got to stop shooting okay. threes. So they're not a good three-point shooting team. Right. They've lost like a lot of games recently. Mm-hmm. And then they're still sitting third in the league. So third in the West, sorry. So they are right there. They just need a shooter. I, I actually firmly just one believe. one shooter? I firmly believe. They're right there. I think they're right no there. Way. They can score. No way. They just need a three-point shooter. And they're right there. No way. Yep. No way. That's not enough. 
The, the firepower that the Warriors have. I actually have think they can challenge that? right now. They can challenge right now. No. The Warriors no. are sluggish. Don't be. Don't be. Don't and the be Warriors full. are not deep at all. Their don't bench be. is. I'm not even gonna say that on air. <laughs> Their bench is so bad. We'll cover it with the switch. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, don't be fooled by the woes of the Warriors. All right. Don't be fooled. Listen. Warriors. I, I, man, the, the Oracle Arena. It's a last year too. You, the fans there, but I, I saw an, um, an interview on the jump. And the guy, the guy, I don't know, the, the other guy that I have no idea what his name is. Amin like, Al-Hassan. Yes, that's exactly who he is. Um, he was talking to Scottie Pippen. And they're talking about the Warriors and, and all their struggles. And he's like, it looks like Scottie's like, in, in the second 3P, every year you guys won, you guys won less regular season games. And that's exactly what we're seeing with the Warriors. They've, they've, they've earned the right to have the regular season as a, as a write-off. It doesn't matter what they do in the regular season. Yeah. They could be first seed, second seed, third seed. I think if they, start, they stay top three seed, they're fine. All that matters is the playoffs. Look, man, PG can defend yeah. at a high level. He can defend at a high level, KD, right? though? He's not going to shut him down, but man. he can definitely slow him down. Clay Thompson is having a bad season. Like, I get it playing sluggish. He's shooting like 10% lower than average. Russ can for sure. Shoot you out of a For game. sure. Mentally deflate Steph Curry. Playing defense on him. Pressing up against him. Slapping the floor before he comes on no, the court. Man. He can press up on him. You just And if you get Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon is a very underrated defender. Very underrated defender. And he's a three-point. So he had 18 points a game last year playing with CP3 and James Harden. Mm-hmm. James Harden and CP3 are volume shooter guys. Yeah. And then you have Eric Gordon who's still putting up 18 a game. He's putting up 16 now, but he's a little bit hurt. Uh, I don't think he likes it there. He came out earlier and said guys are being used the way they should. Right. I think taking him there would, would definitely put them up. I think it also comes down to coaching. Billy Donovan has done a great job this yep. year. But he's not on the level of Steve Kerr's coaching. And especially watching the games this week when I watched the OKC Spurs game, I really needed that game. And just looking at how they play, there's no system intact there. Nothing. It's just Russ, does, Russ and PG just kind of run the offense through themselves. Russ did a great job last night of getting, getting his team involved for mm-hmm. sure. There's just no system there. And you don't have any solutions for when you're, you're down late, you need a bucket. There's no solution there. He just kind of gives the ball to Russ. Gives the ball to PG, you guys go create. I think they're going to do it. Moving on, though, I, I want to talk a little bit about our the big men in the league. So we talk about the San Antonio game this week. LaMarcus love. Aldridge had a huge outing. Uh, he had, a, I think it was 56 points, 9 rebounds, 4 blocks. Something uh, crazy like that, yeah. Just a crazy stat line. He had 14 um, regulations, so it's not really inflated. Yeah, and we talk about this all the time off air. I know how you feel about LaMarcus Aldridge. A lot of people not really talking about him. Ever. Uh, I want you to give me your top 10 bigs in the league. Who do you think? Off the top of my head? Off the dome. Off the dome. Top 10 bigs in the league. And I want to know where this guy ranks in your list. I know you have a little bit of a crush on him right now. I love LaMarcus Aldridge, especially doing that 56-point game. Uh When I needed OKC to win, it's okay because LaMarcus did it. But (sighs) top 10 bigs? Mm. That's tough to put him on a spot like that. Um, Okay. I have nothing prepared, too. You look into my eyes as I'm doing this. Yeah. Okay, no specific order, because I'm not going to order it right now. It's too much for me. Uh, we'll go Anthony Davis. Are we doing Boogie Cousins healthy or no? Where he's out. Are we taking injuries? No, 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 no. no. Are we taking no. injuries or not? No. No injuries? Right now. Right now. So Anthony Davis. Carl Anthony Towns. Marcus Aldridge. <laughs> not three, though, but just in there. Um, I like... I really like Gobert. Okay. I don't know if I can think of five, 10 bigs in the league right now. Okay, give me uh, five. Five. One more. Um, power forward and center or just centers? Yeah, 
centers, power forwards, bigs. I mean, because Giannis is technically a power forward. Come on. Um, Bro, are you serious I'm, right now? I, I can see in Tekla's eyes that he wants me to say Steven Adams, but he's not a top 10 center in this league. I don't think so. Um, especially not top five. Come on. One more. One I'm missing, eh? There's like four you're missing when I tell you them you're going to you know, You put me on the spot. That's not fair. Give me, okay, okay, let, give me, let, give me your ten. Give me your ten. Me, I'll okay. argue your so, ten. And this is I, because I, I made a list prior, so I, I ranked. It's not fair. So number one, I have AD. Fair. Number two, I got Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, yeah, fair. That's what okay. I said. No worries. Number three, I got Jokic. Oh, Jokic is a good yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. Number four, I got Joel Embiid. Oh, I, don't know I love Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number five, I'm gonna definitely get a lot of messages, especially from Yusuf Habib on this one. So you deserve it, then. You know it. Nikola Vucevic. Ahead of Lamarcus Aldridge? Yep. I'm done with you. There's no 100%. chance. What in what, in a, number in what six? aspect? No, 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 no. Don't go to number six. In what aspect? In every aspect. Number Scoring six. even? Are you wild? Yeah. Uh, Who does he shoot threes? Who? Nick? Nick? Yeah, he does. He shoots threes? Nick shoots At a good threes. rate? On a losing team? Okay. Decent rate. Keep going. Decent. Oh, because uh, Lamarcus are... Aldridge is such a champion. He's more of a champion than He definitely did a lot. Vucevic never been to the playoffs Yeah, remember before? that time he made it out of the first round in Portland? Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Number six. When did Vucevic go to the playoffs? Number six. Oh, okay, yeah, number <laughs> six. Okay, okay, great, great. Okay, Clint Capella. Oh, my God. Disrespectful. Clint Capella. Disrespectful, man. There's no chance. Number okay. seven. Rudy Gobert. I like Rudy Gobert. I'll take that. The Frenchman. <laughs> Vive la France. Number eight. My new favorite player. B. Lopez. Yeah, come on, man. B. Lopez. Come on. Okay. It's not even and I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll explain everything. Go ahead. Go ahead. You have a lot to explain to do. Okay. A lot. Number nine, I got LaMarcus. And number 10, I got DeAndre Ayton. So he's just because there's nobody else. Yeah, he's, he's top 10. Nobody else. He's top, yeah, but that, I mean, well, who else who is after DeAndre Ayton? Jo- Jonas okay, Valanciunas? I need, you, I need you to explain to me. I need to explain to Capella. I need Vucevic. Okay. And... Brooke Lopez, because I don't. That, that's I don't, that's I, gonna I, take me a lot of time. Let me tell you why LA is where he is. Okay. Yeah. That's gonna take me a lot less yeah. time, and you're gonna understand. Mm-hmm. So LA, everyone's saying, "Oh, he's back! He's back! He's yeah. here! He's the truth!" He averages twenty on the season. He's twenty three point one on the season. What, what, what else do you want? That's his highest average since the trade. But let me take you back to his last four years on Portland. So his last year on Portland, twenty three point four. Wow. Before that, twenty three point two. Before that, twenty one point one. Wow. So for me to say this guy is a top player in the league just because he was crap for two years and coming back to where he was three years ago. Crap? What do you mean crap? 17 a game. He was young. LA. Last year. How much Vucevic? Last year. On a a, a losing team? Man, 17 a game last year. You're wild. Yo, Nikola Vucevic is a lifer. And if he gets traded anywhere in the league, (laughs) anywhere in the league, he's going to do well. He's a great player. Not a chance. Not Lamarcus Capella? Aldridge is so what under, skill, he's what so skill, overrated. What man. skill does Capella have other than jumping, blocking, Part playing of jumping. defense? Yo, Part of jumping. he's great. a great finisher around the rim. He has great hands. because because he, he gets alley oops from James Harden. You got to complete the alley oops. Come on, man. I know you don't believe. You got to complete internally. Yeah, you're gonna, you gonna tell me alley oops from Harden? Well, I could tell you Greg Popovich's system. Makes no, anybody no, look good. because Greg Popovich that first year he got Lamarcus Aldridge, he's like, yeah, he's I coached soft. him. No, I coached him too much. No, he just no, was too I gotta soft. let him play. Yo, and, and he and, lets him play now. He's got ten straight down. In the Serge's cooking show, in Serge's cooking show, Demar was on the show. Okay, and Demar says Pop's coaching style isn't for everybody. Absolutely and then not. I think on the side he's like, it's only for guys who are tough. Okay, <laughs> so there's no surprise to me that LA wanted out after the first year, and then had a, a even worse second season after that. 
Okay, so for me to say this guy is, you know, a top five center in the league just because no, he's I, going back to what he used to be, like AD, Jokic, Cat, Embiid, you can take away Capella and Vucevic, but Gobert, Brook Lopez, all these guys are better centers than Brook Lopez. Yes, man, come on, Brook. What? Because he shoots threes. Yep. At a no, high level. Oh man. At a high level. One well, no, that, got, that doesn't give him the nod. He's man. got first of all, he's got high IQ. Second of all, so he can, Marcus. Can no, no, no. He could shift. No? He could shift his game and not have to complain. Lamarcus Marcus complained and had the game shifted around him. Lamarcus so, is mobile. At least Book Lopez can't even move side to side. He can't move side to side. Overrated. No, you're wild, man. I, I think, I think take out Capella, take out Vucevic, take out Brook Lopez, and what, what do you put him sixth or seventh at that point? Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair for for Lamarcus. The all fact right. that you put these three guys ahead of him, I didn't say he was a top five center. Capella, I don't think he's top five center Capella's at all. Capella's a good player, man. Capella's a good player because James Harden. He's not skilled basketball wise. Yeah. He's athletic. He can finish on the rim fine. He has he has some good hands. He's got a nice physical gift. But when you compare him to Lamarcus's skill to be to be able to back down to to shoot fadeaway jumpers to just feel where your man is and kind of and spin around him and 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 the, and the little baby hook that he does. Can he down be a lane. number one option on a championship team? Can the three guys I just named be a number one option? Can he be a number two option on a championship team? Possibly. No. Number two, yeah. Yeah, come on. Hell yeah, no. Yeah, it depends. Hell no. Put him on LeBron, they're winning. Take Put him. anybody with LeBron, but, Okay, winning. it's number two option. What but LeBron won with Della Vidova. Hey, Kyrie. Oh, no, he didn't. Kyrie, I lied. Della Vidova was in there. Kyrie hate that big shot. No, that's, he, he can't even, he's like a third option on a championship team at best. That's okay with me. I'll, I'll take that. I want to take us to the second uh, second round of our pick and roll segment. The first one really wasn't competitive. I, oh, I tried no. to take it easy on you, but uh, I kind of embarrassed you out there. So I'm sorry, man. I've been uh, dreading this day. If you remember, actually, I started the segment last week by saying I love beating this guy, and you countered with, it doesn't happen often. Uh, well, I guess it happened on the first one. So either I lose the next 10 or Just you're wait lying. for the second one. So Just wait. The games that we're going to look at this week are on the 17th, we got the Sixers and the Pacers. 18th, we got the Warriors and the Clippers. Uh, San Antonio, Minnesota. Uh, Toronto, Boston on the 16th, and then Pelicans and Blazers on the 18th. So uh, we got a couple exciting games this week. Uh, why don't you start us off? What's your pick for the Toronto-Boston game? Toronto-Boston, I got the Raptors winning by two. I think it's going to be a very close game. The series is tied right now at 1-1. Um, Boston lost that big game this week. They were up 20, I think, and then blew the lead. Marcus Morris and Jalen Brown got a little fight in the huddle. I think the morale is just down. I think they're really struggling. I think they're still trying to figure themselves out. So I'm going to give the Raptors a nod uh, this week by two. Okay, interesting. I got Boston winning by seven. Mm -hmm. I just think they're going to come out a little bit stronger. They've won three straight prior to the one game they lost this week. They're kind of starting to click a little bit. I got Boston up seven on that one. Uh, for Philly Indy, I'm going to go with Philly plus three. It's going to be a close game, but like you said last week, man, Stars win the game. Stars. Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons is going to be a little bit too strong. I picked Indiana last week, so I'm not going to pick them this week because they lost. So I got the Sixers up by six. And like you just said, Stars win the game. They've got three of them. Um, I, just, I just think it's going to be too overpowering for Oladipo and, and Co. To, to try to win that one out. Yep. After that, we're going to look at uh, San Antonio, Minnesota. I got the Spurs up six. They're hot. Uh, Minnesota's playing well. Wiggins is actually playing very well lately at 40 on the, uh, the Thunder. Right. Um, but I'm going to go Min or, sorry, Spurs up six. Uh, they're just hot right now. Last 17 games, they're number one in offensive and defensive rating and overall net rating. 
Uh, they're winning games. They're looking well coached. They started out like 14 to 14 yesterday, or uh, whenever the game 13 was. 13 to 14. Oh, man. Yeah, it's 14 straight threes that oh, they played or they made yeah, to start the game. Right. So it's a little bit ridiculous there. But I got them winning that one. I got the Spurs winning by six, or sorry, by seven for all the reasons that you just said just now. And I, just watching them this week and looking how disciplined they were and how, how they play together and how, despite them having stars like DeRozan and LaMarcus, guys like Bellinelli, they chip in key points. Guys like. Um, White. Davis Bertans. Oh, my goodness. You know he's yeah. leading the league in three-point shooting this year, 47%. Is there a minimum? Davis shot the minimum? He shot a lot. Good for him. Yeah, um, but they, they're just a well-coached team, well-put-together team. I saw also a stat um, saying, it was during the game, it was saying their 2016 championship, championship team, I think yeah. it was 2016, saying, where are they now? Yeah. And literally that whole team is gone. It's gone, and they're it's, still It's a fresh it. team. And Coach Pop, just his system, his coaching, um, the way he has them playing together, uh, and they're hot right now, just like you said. Uh, I got them up by seven. You know who wasn't on that championship team? Lamarcus Aldridge. You know who will be one day? Not Lamarcus Aldridge. Aldridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, right after that, we got the Warriors and the Clippers. I'm gonna go Warriors by 18. Uh, the reason being is that's the return of Demarcus of House Cousins, <laughs> aka. House Boogie, a.k.a. House Warriors. He's coming back. He's coming back, man. They're going to feel good. When the Warriors are feeling good, you can lose by 60. Uh, my prediction is Clay's going to go for 45 off .5 dribbles. Are we gonna, uh, are we Steph is going to get called for a travel while he's sitting out of bounds. <laughs> are we going to you know, take that into account with the, with the record? You get minus points if, you, if that doesn't happen? Mm. That'd be a good idea, I think. No, we have our scoring system already. <laughs> uh, but I got the Warriors by 10. I'm not as crazy as you are to go by 18. It could very well happen, but I was thinking the same exact way. Warriors are feeling good. They got DeMarcus. They got somebody new to play for. There's basically a new storyline for them. How do you think DeMarcus is going to do when he comes out? I think he's going to come out a little bit slow. He said in an interview he's not looking to score as much as he is just looking to get back into the game. Right, into the rhythm. The one thing that the Warriors have needed a lot of is a big man. I know that the last yes. couple of years they've been scrutinized for not having a big guy. That's all Zaza Pachulia, JaVale McGee. So decent guys, but nobody really of the caliber of DeMarcus. And, and Steve Kerr always said it. We've never had a guy like this before. So the, right. the possibilities are endless. I think it's a good opportunity because they've got KD. They've got Steph. They've got Clay, They've got options. So he's not yeah. going to be the guy. He's not even going to be the second guy. Might not even be the third guy. So there's a lot of pressure that's lifted off him. He can ease his way back in. Yeah. They don't need him right now. Yeah. This is a playoff team. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird if they win a championship to see DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins KD, with a ring. Steph. Uh, all these that guys. Aside, do you do you think okay, I tell you this. So a lot of times we say DeMarcus Cousins he's immature, he can't lead a team, he's bad in the locker room. Right. Do you think going through it and, and winning a championship is gonna change him as a man? Like as a player, would he be a better teammate after? I think the true test is going to be is next season when KD leaves and then they bring DeMarcus Cousins back. Let's see if DeMarcus Cousins can actually be a leader on that team because KD, obviously, he's not, the, he's not the face of that franchise, but he's, yeah. he's still somewhat of a leader there. So losing him, they're going to need somebody to kind of step in with, with Steph and be like, hey, I'm going to lead this team. We know that Draymond is like the, the loud, emotional leader, but he's playing like, yeah. like garbage lately. So he's not, nobody's really taking into account what he's saying. Clay's a quiet guy, so the next guy up is DeMarcus. So I think next season is going to be a really telling season for DeMarcus Cousins. And this season is more just a learning season for DeMarcus Cousins, being able to work himself back into game shape, being able to get himself acclimated with their offense and their defense and their schemes. And I think once he has that down, he's good to go. Yeah, 
I hear you. Uh, the last game we're going to look at is the Pelicans and the Blazers. I'm going to go Blazers by seven. The Pelicans are just... Garbage. Boop. Bad. So, not their best year this year. AD is... Leaving. <sighs> he's yeah, leaving. he's... Uh, I'm sleeping on him big time. So, uh, yeah, yeah. he's he's whatever to me right now. He's a great player, but... Not a not winner. Really a, yeah, not, not really a, a threat. I got the Blazers by four. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a closer game. I think AD's going to try to just will them back to, to a win, but he's going to fall short. Blazers by four, Dame and CJ doing their thing. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, we just inducted, inducted him to the Hall of Fade last week. Yep. I think he saw that, and I think he got inspired. So I think they're going to they're gonna pull out that win there. And um, Danny Ainge, if you're hearing this, just get AD out of New Orleans. You need him <laughs> in Boston. ASAP. This takes us to number two. The second overall Hall of Fade. Who we got this week? This week, we got... My guy, who I've been fighting for on this podcast, LaMarcus Aldridge of the San Antonio Spurs. Big, big game this week. Big, big game. Hey, we agreed on this. Don't, don't, don't give me that. Hey, we agreed fine. on this. He, he had, had a big, big game. game. He had a good game. Um, he had 40 points of regulation. He has 56 points. Nine rebounds, which is kind of upsetting, but still 56 points in the game. Career high for him. 16 points in two overtimes is really impressive. Yeah, exactly. It's really eight impressive. per. You know, he, he dominated the game. He dominated... OKC, you know, from the get-go, they kept going to him down the stretch. I think they, or not down the stretch, they kept going to him down low. And I remember it was Pau Gasol kept giving him the lob pass and he would just beat, yeah, he'd beat Adams every time in positioning. And then when Adams, when Adams went out, they had Jeremy Grant trying to guard him just too small. They just, they just knew right away. He scored, I think it was eight or 10 points straight in the fourth quarter, um, really willing them to overtime and willing them in, in both overtime. So he had a really, 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 really big game that, that game. Um, I think that really showed the league what Lamarcus Aldridge can do. Absolutely, and I very and I vouched uh, for him a lot trying to induct him to the Hall of Fame this week. Absolutely, no big time congratulations to him. All jokes aside, he had a great game. Uh, not many people could say we've hit the fifty point club. So for him to go fifty six nine, four assists, four blocks, a very impressive game. Congratulations, Lamarcus Aldridge, number two inductee. Uh, we're looking like a Hall of Fame built of big guys. I know. Uh, I think we got to <laughs> give a guard to the next one. So we'll see. We'll see how Norman Powell does this. A guard, a guard has to impress me. James Harden just isn't doing enough for me. Yeah. It, it's so hard when you get 60 a game and then you get 40 the next one. They're like, yo, why are you slacking, bro? Because when you compare him to Kobe, it's not quite the same. Um, but with that, we want to thank you guys for listening again to another episode. Once again, follow the Fade Away uh, Instagram account and on Twitter. Um, listen to us on Sound on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen. We're probably there. Um, and give us your feedback once again. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys. Easy, baby.